welcome to BCS, the Chartered Institute for IT. This is our Gem of All Mechanisms podcast, a limited series that we're doing at the moment to support the marvellous new Women in IT book that, uh, that BCS have, have just published. And I'm, I'm talking to the editor and the main contributors uh, over this short series. Today, I'm talking to Shilpa Shah. So welcome, Shilpa. Hello, Brian. Now, uh, the first thing we want to do is find out a little bit about your background, isn't it? So... Fill us in with what you think is relevant. Sure, Brian. Um, and hello to everyone who's listening. So uh, I'm Shilpa Shah, and I've been a um, technophile as uh, long as I can remember. So from a young age, uh, my siblings and I were always encouraged to be curious, work hard and respect and help others. And it was my dad who always thought technology was going to be big in the future and encouraged me to pursue STEM related subjects. So from taking apart my speak and spell at the age of seven to learning to program on the Commodore 64 at age eight and entering data on SuperCalc 2 for those who are old enough to remember, I've always been interested and worked with technology. Um, I studied my master's in computer systems engineering and in 1997 joined the world of management consulting, so almost 24 years ago. So what I do is I help clients deliver technology-enabled transformations across their organizations by bringing together the best of people, processes, technology and data. And working in consulting has meant that I've had a variety of uh, diverse experiences and be able to help a range of different clients with their business challenges. I've always been sort of driven by new challenges, fixing things, making things better, and really just delivering tangible improvements for others. So throughout my career, my roles have ranged from software in developer to data architect, to project manager, to program director and operations director. But what's always remained is my passion for innovation, for data, for solution seeking to complex problems and just really putting people at the heart of technology um, driven transformations. Um, and I'm also very proud and privileged to lead our multi award winning UK Deloitte Women in Technology Network, which has over 1800 members. And I've always been passionate about all forms of diversity in tech, technology specifically and work with many organizations to drive change and increase it. Um, I'm also the chair of our consulting uh, inclusion think tank at Deloitte and I'm a board member of the Institute of Coding's Industry Advisory Board. You've got plenty of things behind you then. So you've got some interesting views we can, we can pick up on. I'm, I'm going to just go back to one of the earlier things you said there as well, if you don't mind, uh, Shilpa. Was your interest actually sparked by by like techie toys? Like you mentioned the speak and spell. Is that is that where it goes back to, do you think? Uh, absolutely. I think the speak and spell. Um, I remember my dad buying me an electronics kit at a very young age and probably also some of the early 80s TV shows that I watched like uh, Knight Rider and Street Hawk and Airwolf. And for those who are too young to remember, those were all shows where technology was pivotal to the, the vehicles, the talking car in Knight Rider. And I just saw it as a very kind of futuristic thing that I wanted to to be a part of so i think it was definitely sparked by a lot of those things okay that's interesting because we worry about the pipeline don't we and where the motivation might come i think elon musk is, is not going to be happy until we've got um knight rider actually you're speaking to us in that sort of manner is he but uh, <laughs> that um now let me ask you what attracted you to be involved specifically in this book project you mentioned some things you're already involved with at deloitte obviously the, the, your women's group at deloitte is quite big is that part of the conversation for you 
Uh, you know, it, it's something I've always been passionate about and Deloitte's been passionate about as well. Um, but in specifically talking about the book, so we as a group had been talking for quite some time about the different challenges and opportunities uh, and related to gender diversity in tech. And we used to sit around and share all of the great things that each of us was doing to drive change for women in tech. Hmm. And we really wanted to use our collective experience and guiders to help other people on their journeys. So there are just so many amazing organizations out there, Brian, doing really great things, lots of information available online. Um, but there's still something about having a book that could be in your office, your home office these days, or anywhere else that you can just physically pick up and dip in and out of and, and read. And the thing that most attracted me to this um, project was wanting to be part of the desire to really share practical tips, guidance, tangible things that in the hope that, you know, businesses would really get something out of it and be able to implement these and start or continue to drive change within their organizations. Um, and of course, being able to work with amazing um, esteemed colleagues from both academia and the world of work was another big draw. And whilst writing a book was a new challenge for me, I, I, you know, I did find the process both challenging and interesting. You know, sharing my thoughts and experiences was something that I'd always wanted to do, you know, in a more formal way. So being part of the book project was also a personal goal um, that I hoped would benefit and help others. Lovely. Now, you've obviously had quite positive experiences at Deloitte there and, and you've got plenty to, to get your teeth into. Um, I just wonder if, if there's other experiences in your past career that have maybe also motivated you more, maybe negative ones, and he, without giving too much away, you know, any thoughts on that sort of thing? You know, Brian, personally, I feel that I've been lucky enough not to have felt disadvantaged by my gender in tech, but I know that this won't be the same experience for everyone, and that's generally what we need to change. I do think there's just so much more awareness and focus on the need for better diversity now across the whole spectrum from you know, education through to employment. Um, I was one of two girls who studied back in the day CDT, Craft Design and Technology for GCSE, just one of two A-level physics and the only girl on my computer systems engineering degree course. And when I joined the world of work, I was also the only female to join the technology practice. So I guess I just got used to being the only, but never really thought about it in those early days and just focused on, you know, getting my head down, working hard and delivering to the best of my ability and the standards that I'd set for myself. Mm. And then, you know, I think I must have, the effort I'd expended kind of fitting in and being just one of the guys was something I'd just gotten used to, even from kind of school age. But I did become more aware over the years of the lack of women in technology and then made a conscious decision that I wanted to be part of the solution and do something about it. So by working with leaders and colleagues who are passionate about driving change, the Deloitte Women in Technology Network was born. Um, as I said, there's just now so much more awareness, research, acknowledgements of the benefits of diversity in teams, as well as the challenges caused by gender imbalance. So, you know, some of the challenges from data and AI, um, AI bias causing and exacerbating healthcare inequalities and hiring algorithms favoring males over other genders are just some of the problems that are caused by a lack of diversity in the creation of IT solutions. So it's just really imperative that, you know, the teams developing and creating the solutions to whether they're small problems or large problems are genuinely diverse so that they are really able to best serve the communities, consumers, citizens in the best way possible. Yeah. 
Now, without giving too much away, because we want to give, we want to get folks to uh, buy the book. Obviously, um, what is your what, what what particular aspects did you bring to it? What was it that, that sparked your enthusiasm? What bits do you cover in the book in general terms? So, for me, being an engineer by back, background, I cover setting up a um, project around uh, inclusion and diversity and how to attract and retain more women um, using my experience and experiences of others, but. You know, the book itself covers so many great different areas and hopefully it's an easy way to digest using the practical steps, the case studies and the guidance provided. We think it's a bit like a jigsaw puzzle, Brian. So you want to complete it. But, you know, when you get a jigsaw puzzle, you first need to look at the different pieces and work out how they fit together. Mm. So there are lots of different key issues covered in the book to help the readers develop their understanding, no matter where they are on you know, their baseline uh, journey. So for some people, the why and the business case for diversity and technology will be incredibly important to get to grips with. And for others, understanding unconscious bias and recognizing and managing this will be key. And for others still, understanding the practical steps that other people have followed to successfully drive change will be important. So no matter where the reader is starting, each piece will tell them more about the puzzle. And of course, if you want to get the most out of the book, I do recommend reading it all. Yeah, lovely. Okay, good. Thank you. Now, um, there's some I'm asking everybody to say, and you can be as as direct as you feel able, uh, an unvarnished answer if, if you want to. Um, on the need to get male buy-in, tell us straight, what should men be doing? You know, Brian, I think there are so many things that everyone should be doing to improve diversity. Business leaders have the authority to drive change from the top, but real change only comes when everybody in it is in an organization's culture making the change. And whilst leadership, which is often male, has a major role to play in this, so too do team leaders, employees themselves. And there are practical things that are covered in the book um, that people can do. But if I had to sort of summarize the three things that I think more men could be doing, um, I'd say there are three C's that we need to probably think about. So one is care, genuinely caring about better diversity is, is just a critical first step that um, men can play a significant part in. So if they're still not sure about the diversity benefits, make the time to understand it. If there are challenges in business related to culture, for example, make the time to understand why these exist. You know, um, Brian, listening is such a great skill. Make the time to listen to others and what they're saying about gender diversity and the challenges and, and also find out about what the good practices are. People pay a lot of care and attention to business strategy, but that really should be matched with care and attention on people strategy, including diversity and inclusion. So ideally, those two things will be inextricably linked. So caring and showing that you genuinely care about inclusion and diversity is key. And, you know, people can do that through whatever mechanisms they feel are most authentic to them. A couple of more C's, um, call it out. So, you know, question others and find out more about the lack of diversity. Hold conversations with leaders, with the staff, suppliers, maybe even your customers. So when you see a lack of diversity at a conference, in a meeting, in your teams, in your recruitment processes, call it out. You know, ask yourself and others, why is it happening? And then work together to work out what you're going to do about it. And my last C, um, and there's a bit of a plea, is commit and, of course, deliver. So commit and take action to make the change. Hold yourself to account and others, maybe through some formal goals. Share these with other men. 
know, help create that inclusive organization where people from all genders want to work. It's not gonna be a quick fix. Changing culture definitely takes time. So commit to making short, medium, long-term changes and follow through on these. There's lots of guidance out there for everyone on how to do this, of course, including in our book. So don't delay and order your copy today. <laughs> your, your your last point there really fits in well with, with, with our view at BCS of professionalism that um, you need to commit and, 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 and then analyse what you did and look at, um, oh, what's the word? <laughs> Sorry, I'll edit this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, committing to making the change and actually making the change is key, isn't it, yeah. to this sort of thing? Absolutely, Brian. And I think you've given us the uh, title for this podcast as well, there, um, uh, Shil. But it's from Speak and Spell to the Three C's. That seems like a, a nice encompassing of, of some of your bits there. But thank you so much for the input you've given. Now, I've got one more question that I'd like to ask you that I ask everybody because I just almost out of personal interest, to be honest. So, this is me being nosy in a way. Who are inspirational figures for you? Uh, people that you've looked up to, whether in this gender conversation or maybe in technology generally? Gosh, Brian, there are just, you know, so many amazing role models out there. And I think, you know, they are the ones that are helping to inspire the next generation. So, you know, closer to home, definitely my, my own dad, who encouraged me to pursue my love of technology. Uh, amazing people out there like uh, Anne-Marie Emafedon, um, Jacqueline de Roja, Dr. Sue Black, all of whom I'm privileged to have got to know, to people in my own organization like Stephen Mercer, Angela Mitchell, Jackie Henry, Anne-Marie Malley. And, you know, I think it's important to look for different role models who all bring different things and pick the pieces that most resonate with you. So I definitely advocate for having lots of role models. And a bit of advice that I always give to you know, people is that if you're in, in the search for a role model, you know, reach out to them, look them up on LinkedIn, speak to them at that conference. I've met so many wonderful people who've you know, contacted me after meeting me at a panel event or a conference and got in touch. And if everybody could just inspire one more female to get into tech, then we'd really see the difference that we need. That's an excellent answer. Thank you. And one of the reasons I ask it is to hopefully encourage people to look out for the people that have been mentioned. So, um, uh, um, Shilpa, thank you so much for your input today. We appreciate uh, the conversation, you being so honest with us. And uh, thank you for speaking to BCS. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you.